Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, September 1st. Wow, we're already in September. Time is so flying. My name, of course, is Javier Reyes, your host of this year, Locked on Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. I've done that a couple times before, and fairly some fairly recently. Uh, and also you can hit me up on the Gmail, which is LockedOnPiders at gmail.com. If you have any more like really detailed questions you might want to send along that aren't just something you like to send on Twitter. Trust me, it makes sense for all my people out there that know that you, there's a difference. Uh, you know what I mean? There's a difference between asking something on Twitter versus a DM on Twitter versus the email. You know what I mean? There's just a difference. But anyway, enough of that, guys. Today, uh, we are doing a crossover special with Jenna Garcia of Locked On Rockies. We actually had our chat literally right after last night's game. And look, we basically just talked about the series a little bit. And then we talked about kind of some trade deadline stuff and a lot of the Rockies stuff and where they're going uh, from here. You know, and uh, Jenna basically was very sad. <laughs> It's just a really fun, like, uh, light talk, you know what I mean? And you wouldn't be able to tell that we recorded this right after the game, which on my time, I was up until like 1.30 last night. You wouldn't be able to tell based on my energy. I was I was really into it, I guess, because uh, it's been so fun watching the Padres this season. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be uh, all of today's episode. Not going to split it up into two parts because it is an off day, so I figured, why not? Why keep you guys waiting? I'm just going to give you all the full thing. And, yeah, just talk some good old Padres Rocky stuff. It's been a while since I've talked to Jenna, so... Uh, this was really super a lot of fun, and I appreciate it a lot. So, without further ado, let's go! All right, everybody, as promised, I am being joined by a pal of the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. We haven't talked since before the season when the Padres were kind of the, oh yeah, the little wild card team potential team. And all of a sudden, they're the most fun, exciting team in all of baseball. Uh, I'd be joined by Jenna <laughs> Jamal Murray Garcia of Locked On Rockies. Okay. <laughs> um, I take offense to the Jamal Murray jokes. He's been balling, so you know you have to represent your people. Hey, you know it was it was supposed to be a compliment. He's been he's been the most quiet fifty point game fifty points per game guy that I've seen the NBA playoffs in a while. Nobody's really talking yeah. about it. No, it's a compliment. Because really, he's Jenna, after after the the uh, kind of results of this uh series between the Padres and the Rockies there isn't a guy necessarily that I would uh sub as for a Rocky on your terms in terms of the uh the team that played particularly well what were kind of your what are kind of your like you know initial thoughts uh we're recording this literally right after uh the fourth game between the Padres and the Rockies what are kind of your initial thoughts of the series things that you noticed uh that you know happened I guess the biggest things um geez what a what a great setup for me to just like crap on my team, right? Because they really struggled against you guys for Pete's sake. I think I saw something like they gave up like fifty six hits in the four games. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's one just of them laughable. Was like That's the only thing to say. Yeah, part of that because nineteen hits in the first game when they won ten four. Part of it was that for sure. Yeah, so Jeez, I don't know. I just. I, yeah, everyone like loves to say that and I hate it when it like is really prevalent in games like this in this series mm-hmm. but cuz Coors isn't always like a thing. They do have the, 
you know, humidor and st- stuff that they do to combat it. But like, it's not mm-hmm. always so easy. And if it was, if Coors was so easy to hit in, then why did the Rockies lose six to zero tonight? Explain that to me. True. Like they're supposed to be able to hit there and they're supposed to be used to hitting there and they can't get uh, the offense rolling. Like just a really, really like, I mean, it was already bad, right? They couldn't get a win against the Astros, couldn't get a win against the Dodgers. And then we mm-hmm. had to come like right when the Padres were having their hot streak and face you guys. And you guys have a lot of offense and we have like no offense right now. I mean, really struggling. And I mean, when you watch the games, how much like fun did you see happening around the Rockies? That's a great like, point. That's what I was thinking too. And I feel like what we talked about before the preseason, you were saying like, you know, it's not the most jubilant upbeat dugout all the time necessarily. And you, you talked about Arenado, a very serious type of guy, but it's like, I was watching even tonight and I was like, Aaron Otto just quietly made one of the better like defensive plays by third baseman this year. Just went about his own business. Like nobody seems happy at all. Exactly. Exactly. They're all like stoic and pissed, like sitting in the dugout. I'm like, did you just see what he did? That was amazing. Yeah. They don't get hyped for much. Yeah, they don't get hyped for it. And look, I get it. The you know they've they've been struggling a lot, but it is kind of crazy. You guys started off, and I I just checked again to to be sure. You guys started off like eight and one to start the season and yeah. everyone was like, look, the Rockies, they've got that offense, uh, offensive players, I should say. And, you know, it's got some Kyle Freeland doing all right for you guys and guys like that. Um, <laughs> and it's just, you know, it was one of those teams where you're like, Oh yeah, they could be competitive in a 60 game season. And then all of a sudden everything just kind of falling off the rails. When do you think, what was kind of the main thing? Do you think, has there been anything, has there been any particular players that have been struggling more than usual? Yeah, I mean, they did get off to a big hot streak, and and uh, you probably heard Charlie Blackman like hit 500 or something, yeah. and it was like the biggest deal of the world. But it was only yeah. for a couple of days, really. It, not to discredit his ability to hit a baseball, he's very good. But um, I think it really fell off because at the beginning of the season, you had your starting rotation, and they were ready to go fresh, right? Mm-hmm. And they were pitching really well but they're young. And so as soon as they face like the tiniest bit of adversity, it's like they can't get back on track or they, they lose it. Right. They really struggle to get over the last game. And I think it's because they don't have fun. Like they don't have like any, you know, like every day is so somber and sad. Like even when they (laughs) do something good, they don't ever like, I don't know, recognize it and like cheer for themselves or anything. So like the players really, let those games the pitchers I feel like let those games linger because they're young and they still don't really know how to bounce back from like a tough loss and then that happened started to happen at the exact same time Arenado's been slumping all year I mean off and on right he's had Mm -hmm. a few hot streaks but really he's been it's been Blackman and Trevor Story carrying the offensive load for this team and I just think Arenado slumping and then David Dahl David Dahl was supposed to be I'm I mean, he is a great hitter and he had an all-star appearance last year. Even he was, he was doing so well, but he can't stay healthy. He gets injured Mm -hmm. every single season. And I thought for sure this would be the one season he wouldn't right? shortened season. He had extra rest. I thought for sure, like he was going to be the X factor for the team and he just hasn't been He's on the island right now. 
I mean, a, a Rockies player that gets hurt who's great offensively. It seems like that's kind of what been one of the trends, honestly, uh, of that team for a while. I mean, whether it be not to be mean, but it's like whether it be Cargo or Tulowitzki, like back Tulo. in the day. Yeah. Um, Tulo, who's just like, I, I mean, I don't know if anyone's really just written that big oral history on like all timer Hall of Fame talents that literally it was just based on health for him. That's literally he was his only weakness, basically his whole career. Um, and I, I was just unbelievable. Right. And yeah, the Rockies team, it's, I, that's a great point. Like, cause the Padres, they hit like a home run when they're still down by four, they look like they're like, all right, let's, let's go everybody. You know, here we go. This is the start of a rally. They yeah. look amped. They looked happy. Myers, when they're up by a lot, they're like, hey! like it looks more fun. And this was even happening last year. And I know we talked about this before the season started where the Padres were still a lot of fun to watch last year where you have everybody freaking out in the dugout. The Rockies just look miserable. They were depressing me. I was like, yeah. And then I saw the dugout. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I know you feel bad. It's ridiculous. And I think they've just become complacent to like Arenado making amazing plays. So they don't even think it's something we're celebrating, but they really (laughs) That was one thing, like, we'll talk about the trades and everything that happened, but I was, like, really hoping they'd kind of get, like, a loud Latino guy, you know? Like, Tatis is over (laughs) there, like, shaking his butt, like, twerking in the dugout for San Diego, and I'm like, it's fun! They're having fun, even though they're, like, not losing, you know, winning, or even when they're Mm -hmm. losing a game, like, they're having fun in the dugout, and it just, like, I think Denver really needed a player like that. Although I will say this, uh, Tapia, I, th- I think that's how you say his name. This guy, I'm, I'm, I'm liking him. I'm liking his batting stance. He's, he's kind of got a little bit of a little amp in his step when he's just like, you know, getting, he's moving his shoulders and everything. Then he moves the bat a lot. So on that respect, I don't know how he's <laughs> in the dugout, but uh, it's a great point. And, you know, I even saw on your, like your Instagram story, you'd be like, Hey, seven strikeouts for Marcus. Like, to, I know. I'm trying to cheer them on. You're trying to cheer them on, even though he's because Mark, like, five Ke- like some of these guys follow me on social media. So uh-huh. some of them follow me, and they'll be like, "Thanks for posting." Like, like I'm the only person they've heard good news from in weeks. It's ridiculous. You're only it's so fan. sad. It really. I'm the only, <laughs> the only fan. Their their own family members don't say anything nice. They go home, and it's just miserable. Jeez Louise, man. (laughs) I mean, so yeah, this this episode is just going to be called Rocky's Depression, apparently. I mean, jeez Louise. But it it is true that you guys have been uh, struggling. And meanwhile, on the the other side of the the pond, I guess you could say, maybe in this case, uh, my team is just, they've genuinely made my life better. And I know that like sports fans like saying that all the time, but it's real, man. I'm like... And it really, I think, kick-started last week. And this was just a, a series and the the great comeback win that they had the other day um, off of your boy, uh, Jake McGee. I say your boy, even though I have him on my fantasy team, so technically I was I'm the one getting I'm so glad he's not that, with but... the Rockies. <laughs> um, I remember when he was there, uh, I was reminded of that, and I was like, oh, wow, like Jake McGee, look at him doing well on the Dodgers, and then they they beat him up. He got beat up the other day, so I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe he wouldn't have helped them anyway. Um, but right. look... Um, what is like, let, let's talk about now the, the, cause today, you know, was the trade deadline. Um, you might've heard mm-hmm. the Padres made a, a crap ton of moves. AJ Preller decided to trade for every player in the league, but I want to know firstly, uh, since I've already talked about it on my podcast, 
what's kind of the perspective on the Rockies right now? Where do they go from here? Because as far as I know, they didn't really make any big splashes. Could they have made any other deals? Should they have made any other deals? Like, what's kind of the the current mindset on the Rockies' future following the deadline? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it was pretty obvious that the Padres made, like, a lot of win-now <laughs> kind of moves, right? Yeah. And which it which is exactly what Rockies fan Rockies fans Rockies Nation whatever they call themselves like that's what they wanted to see you know and they've been mm-hmm. wanting to see that for years because it's just like a ticking time bomb for when our Arenado is walking away from the like from the Rockies right that's mm-hmm. all that this is and it's like if we cannot surround him with players who can win now we will like have watched the greatest thir- defensive third baseman of a generation. And him not win. Like, he's like, it's like Mike Trout kind of level. Like, the fact that Mike yeah. Trout's never been to the playoffs, it's, that's how it feels with Arenado. Like, what are we wasting time for? The Rockies did two trades at the deadline. They got uh, um, bullpen pitcher righty Michael Givens from the mm-hmm. Orioles. And ah, right. mm-hmm. I do, yeah, I do think he'll be, I think he'll be good for the Rockies. But then again, you say that about every pitcher who was good before they came to Colorado to pitch, and then they become Jake McGee. So, and Jake <laughs> McGee used to be Jake freaking McGee. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. even know. Like, Jake so McGee, crazy. hero of the pod right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then the second one, they on, they only did two really um, big moves, and the second one was Kevin Pillar from Boston right. coming oh, yeah, right. to kind of take mm-hmm. in that extra position that spot in the outfield uh that's kind of it's not been bad right like you said Tapia has been taking that that leadoff hitting spot and he's been playing center field he's been doing pretty well in the nine games that he's let off did you notice you said you liked his batting stance did you notice how he clicks elbows together yeah I was like, oh, yeah. this is cool. <laughs> this guy's cool. Yeah, that's was, like his thing. Literal, his literal like batting stance windup was the most exciting thing about watching the Rockies play this weekend, which is crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm definitely <laughs> tweeting that out after this episode. Full disclosure. Go for it. <laughs> the best thing you saw was that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah that that's, says that's a lot is. about the team. Yeah. But like, but do you think – um? Do you think that they could have made like like what's going on with the farm system? Was there was is it possible that maybe they didn't have any pieces to trade right now uh, for the deadline? And maybe it's just or is it just like a, a in general thing, which I think is is fair to say for a lot of teams where it's like, do you want to be trading guys for like, say you trade for a starting pitcher, for example, like you technically would only get them for like four starts this year. So what's kind of like the, the attitude on that, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they were in the market for a starting pitcher just mm-hmm. because of exactly that reason. And they do have like five healthy guys right now that are mm-hmm. doing okay. Right. I don't think that the the reason the Rockies have been losing has been like a full on implosion of the starting pitchers. I think it's been a lot more of the fact that they can't get their offense to like hit guys home. You know, Tapia is doing everything he can to get on base and he's doing pretty <laughs> darn good at it. And no mm-hmm. one hits him home. Like, you saw tonight they had Nolan with two guys on base. He leaves them on yeah. base late in mm-hmm. that, whatever his last at bat was. And then right before that inning, before that Trevor story left two guys on base too. And it's just like, I don't know what they're doing. You know, I, I, I really hope that Kevin Pillar brings the um, offense, 
you know, he, he did hit well when he played for the Giants in Coors Field. He, he hit pretty well against us, so hopefully he will hit well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the bigger thing, the reason they didn't make a bigger splash is because I don't think their guys really have a lot of value right now. Like, it's kind of like a hard sell. And the mm-hmm. guys that they that do have value, they don't want to get rid of. Yeah, it's it's very you're right. Like it's kind of like a top heavy team. You know what I mean? Like you're you're not getting rid of Trevor Story at the deadline, right? Like it's right. just very yeah, it's they're stuck at a rock and a hard place. <laughs> um you could say right now. Um I, I just wonder though, like what yeah, like I don't know how they kind of get out of this. And I know that one of the things we talked about uh earlier on, like before the season was the whole Nolan Arenado thing. It just like, is this like right. a, like you, like you said, like, is this a time bomb? Is this just a guy who is just waiting to be like, all right, I'm out. Um, and if he does that, like, it's funny because he's playing right now, the way Machado was playing um, at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. where he was just not knocking guys in. He was not having good moments. And I, I didn't rip him on the podcast. All right, everybody relax. But I was just kind of like, Hey, for what he's getting paid, he needs to have those moments where you're playing against the LA Dodgers first and third, and you don't have three uh, separate instances where you don't drive guys in, right? Um, right. Again, it was the Dodgers, the best team in baseball, but still, it's like, hey, get what get you know, make your money. You know what I mean? Be be worth the money that you're getting paid. And I guess he heard me, Jenna. I don't know. Here's one of the funny like little subplots that's been going out with the Padres lately is like every time I criticize a player immediately the next day they've done well i'm not i'm not like being hyperbolic at all it was austin hedges <laughs> it's a home run who's and austin hedges by the way stinks offensively and even he got in on it uh eric hosmer who i before the season did an episode titled the roast of eric hosmer the first yeah. game of the season he drove in six guys <laughs> it's like it's really been kind of the reverse jinx machine so maybe hey maybe me talking about the rockies and their mess might accidentally spring them into a a better win streak you never know well you know you're if that happens then you have a gift and you need to start like charging money for this yeah yeah. because like that's pretty good that's pretty good if you can get the rockies to win by talking crap about them then like please continue (laughs) all right yeah for sure for sure for sure oh just a second guys before we get back into uh this uh crossover pod i want to take just a little second to talk to you about something that makes me very happy and that is postmates see the parties aren't the only things that can make me happy in the world right when you need red wine at 8 p.m or i should say 4 p.m or sushi at 9 p.m burritos at 10 whatever whatever it is and ibuprofens whatever you need you know you just have to postmate it it's just simple simple as that postmates is your personal food delivery grocery delivery whatever kind of delivery service all year round anything you're craving postmates can deliver they're the largest on-demand network in the u.s and offer delivery from all the big restaurants that you have in your area whatever grocery and convenience stores whatever and even traditional retailers it's great it's fantastic uh everything you could possibly want or need from them uh 24 hours a day 365 days a year postmates will bring you what you need within the hour no more trips to the store you don't even have to know where the store is postmates will deliver anything to you so just download the app for ios and android for free browse local restaurants and businesses and track your deliveries in real time for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners 100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days 
Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, sounds pretty pretty good to me, honestly. So to start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Locked On. That's code Locked On for one hundred dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you first download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And that's not all, guys. Really quickly, let's get into one more thing. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's indeed. You know, and it's, this is really helpful for reporters and stuff. You know, I know I use it personally, but I know that, you know, when you look at the year, you just have to keep moving. No matter what's going on in our world, you have to keep moving, have to keep finding that best applicant. Well, luckily, Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hirings. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to give you the important hire you need, just like they have for over three million businesses. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's quite a lot. I, I, I agree. That's quite a lot. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it real fast. Real, real fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 delivery credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Crazy, right? They're giving you guys the best. Even our listeners, the best deal out there. So don't miss out, guys. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply and offer is valid through September. 30th so now uh but I, we alluded to it before um with the with with machado and arenado you yeah. brought up before we started yeah. recording you were like let's 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 do a little mini argument let's do a little thing between manny machado no and arenado because that's what right. people do right this is what people do they like arguing this is the fan conversation type of thing where it's like oh our third baseman is better what is your leading like, why did you want to talk about this? First of all, what made you want? To, is it the only thing well, giving you life? Is, this, is that <laughs> all it is? <laughs> no. Well, you know, we because I was thinking about like our preview of the series mm-hmm. of the season, and I was like, oh, I get to tell Javi that I was right about the Padres that they were going to be awesome because I said that in our preview. Yeah. Um, and I think we both had the the Rockies finishing lower than the Padres in mm-hmm. the division, but. Um, I know we talked about the whole Nolan Arenado situation and I have come to the conclusion that I think it's time for the Rockies to move on from Nolan Arenado. Now we're talking. Whoa. Oh, that's the, that's the, the aggregators. Get your, get your thing from that right there. Uh, what, I, what would I'm you to say? <laughs> what would you like? How, how, how? Like, what would you be looking for? Do you think that this is something that they need to do, like, this offseason? Is that how immediate do you mean? Well, here's the thing. Like, if mm-hmm. all those rumors are are really true, which, like, as far as I've heard, mm-hmm. there's quite a bit of truth to them. Okay. He wants to leave anyways, right? And okay. if he wants to leave and he can't hit a baseball in Coors Field, apparently – like, I've been giving this guy the benefit of the doubt all season long. I've been like, trust him. Nolan's got mm-hmm. a nice swing. He has good, like, he, I can't say any more nice things about him because, like, he's not mm-hmm. doing exactly what you were saying about Machado. He's not living up to the paycheck that he's getting. And, like, you don't get paid that much money to leave mm-hmm. two runners on. I'm sorry. You just don't. Like, he's supposed to be, he definitely is 
the greatest defensive third baseman I've ever seen. But yeah, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for when is the year that we're going to see Nolan become known for his bat more than his glove. And we haven't seen it yet. And it's like time is kind of t- running out on him. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he will do better in another in another city. Maybe that's what he needs, you know, and he'll kind of have like a Mark McGuire, like late in his career situation where he mm-hmm. goes somewhere else and like really does hit bombs. And that would be great. Manny Machado, like he was not playing well when he was in Baltimore and he came to San Diego and he's like actually yeah. like having yeah. life breathed into him because, well, it's beautiful and he plays with like the <laughs> funnest player in the game in Fernando Tatis. Yeah. So I want that for Nolan, you know? And, like, he's not happy. He doesn't look happy. Like, did you see his last at bat? He, like, was, like, kicking the ground. Yes. Like he was- yes. I was – I was. I forgot to bring that up. I literally put it in my notes where I was, like, he looked so upset. But not in a, like, rage throwing your bat all, like, like not a David Ortiz blowing up the Gatorade bottle type of thing, right? But more of a just, like <laughs> – like just an upset, like I'm going to stare at the wall when I get home type of upset. Yeah, I was really yeah. taken aback by that. It was almost like he, I, I'm not going to say gave up, gave up. I'm never going to ever like uh, try and say that when it comes to professional athletes, really. Totally. But it felt like he totally lost like his spirit, his motivation. And don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's had good offensive seasons before. He's still an unbelievable player. But I think what it is, is he hasn't had the moments. And I think that you brought up Mike Trout earlier. And one of my things with Trout is like, before we start naming that guy like the greatest of all time, and this has nothing necessary to do with him, but it's like, can you think of the Mike Trout moment? You know what I mean? Can you think of like, that was the big moment when I was, no, you can think of moments that David Freeze had, right? But you can right. think of moments that Jose Bautista had before you can yep. think of the Mike Trout moment. You definitely say all time, all timer type of talent. I think it's true. I think Arenado is low key, like the other version of the Trout, where it's like this guy whose career is being a little bit wasted, a Hall of Fame glove for sure, and borderline Hall of Fame bat for sure. I mean, he, he's still excellent. And yeah, I'm wondering, like, do you think that with some of the numbers that I've seen, and look, it's still way too early, and, and no, I shouldn't say early, it's still, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's still 30 games. Uh, but some of the numbers mm-hmm. are like, oh, the hard hit rate's really, really down. That's always bad, yeah. all the exit velo, not to get super nerdy on all that stuff, right? But <laughs> I remember, like, this happened with Tulowitzki, too where Tulowitzki was the the basically, I think, consensus best shortstop in the league went healthy for years. And then yeah. that last year before, and then that last year, the numbers started trending down, and then they got rid of him just like that. And then it mm-hmm. turned it out that that was it. Do you think that it's possible maybe that like this really might be just after 30 games, Arenado's like official, not like decline to the point where he's going to be you know below replacement level or anything like that, but sure. the official decline from like stardom Uh, best third baseman in the league kind of level i don't think it's like an official decline because he's always going to perform like in the field Mm -hmm. right but he just he's like stuck somewhere and i think he Mm -hmm. just needs a different voice in his head he needs a different coach like there's got to be something that Mm -hmm. can change for him you know i think he just needs genuinely like a change in scenery and like i think his time with colorado has just kind of worn out and because like you said they are so top heavy with Blackman story and Arenado like pretty big contracts all three of them if you want to afford story like they they extended story but um you know he'll come up in like a year or two years or something like that and I don't have it up right now and I'm terrible at remembering that stuff but um (laughs) like so bad about the contracts but 
they, you know, they're going to want to give him some big money and he's hitting the ball better, you know, like he's kind of in a tiny Mm -hmm. slump right now, but he is hitting the ball better and more consistent. And Mm -hmm. I just think Arenado like needs a change of scenery. And he's the only piece that you actually have real value in. Like nobody wants to give us like good pitchers for Yency Almonte. Okay. Not yeah. no offense to Yency, <laughs> but like nobody knows who he is except for the Rockies. <laughs> so like, you know what I'm trying to say? Poor like, Almonte. Poor Almonte. Almonte. He was just like, biting his business. <laughs> no, I just was trying to think of like, James Pazos, like who the like people that nobody else knows but me mm. and like yeah. Rockies fans. Um, yeah, you the apparent only Rockies fan, and I, I get that for sure. <laughs> and it's funny because, uh, and it's like this. I think that what you're saying carries weight because I remember seeing his name trending at least at one point where I saw Lindor, who has been trending a little bit before the season started too. Um, but I saw Arenado, and I was like, oh wow, like it definitely feels like like you're saying, like it might be we might get this off season where they're like, all right. We need to get we need to dump this guy. His value might be going down now. Maybe we should have done it before the season. But I don't know. It's definitely gonna be kind of the main storyline to watch. And right now, Machado is like, well, I'm the best in the NL now. He's totally taking yeah. that, at least right now. I would still, despite the fact that he is playing better, just one NL player of the week for the second week in a row, I would still say the better third baseman is Arenado. I look, right. it's been like five-ish years of being consistent offensively and elite defensively. Machado, yeah, pretty consistent offensively, but sometimes the defense isn't always there. He actually low-key that last year in Baltimore was like atrocious at shortstop. I don't know if it was him just being yes. like, whatever, like this isn't my main position. I just need to get traded. Uh, but yeah. Machado, a little bit uh, inconsistent there. So I would still give the benefit of the doubt to Arenado as a player I might rather have instead. I know all the Padres fans will freak out and be like, what are you talking about, man? Stand by your guy. It's like, <laughs> I'm not saying I would trade him right now for him. I still love Manny, but it's like I wouldn't freak out. I don't think that there's too much of a discernible uh, difference between the two when you take into account the 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 great sample size with Arenado. I'm it's it, it was too, it's too many years for me to yeah. just totally discount after 30 games and Machado's 30 games in this case with the Padres. But it's definitely no. one of those things where I'm still looking forward to it. He would definitely be one of the number one stories uh, of the off season, I guess, if they if it really is going to be that they're going to look to move him. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he's like, he's trash now, you know, like he's totally like, he can't <laughs> do anything. I'm just saying that the Rockies, what they are looking for, what they need in a team, like in, in, in their third baseman, they can afford some of the mistakes, like a lower caliber third baseman makes just and and get a better hitter, you know? And that, mm-hmm. I think that that's the issue is like, they need, him to carry so much load of the offense and he carries so much load of the defense that you like you don't get the offense from him and if Mm -hmm. he went somewhere where maybe he I mean he has a great left side he has great defenders on the field with him you know aside from maybe second I mean the second first base situation that they kind of like are constantly debating who should play first and who who will be at second but that's always good uh, yeah really fun um (laughs) one of my favorite things all season and all last season too ever since daniel murphy came you're just like you watch arenado throw to murphy and murphy has a great like extend he can extend and get like crazy grabs sometimes because he is very bendy he's done the splits many times and Mm -hmm. i've been shocked like every time but 
he doesn't always he doesn't always catch a ball from third and you're just like that's kind of your only job out there right now man (laughs) kind of the only thing we need you to do so yeah they're constantly battling back and forth and i if brendan Rodgers could stay healthy then you got your second baseman you move ryan mcmahon to first and you call it a day but Rodgers can't hit either apparently and he was their top prospect so uh, he also just came off surgery, so no, you know, I'm not trying to talk too much trash, but I'm frustrated with the team because they need the offense, and and I'm not trying to diss on Arenado and be like we got to hop off him because he's terrible now. I'm just saying I think what he brings to a team is defense, and he might need to play for a team that like isn't expecting him to provide so much offense. Not because he can't, but like the Rockies are like everything relies on like whether he's. De- doing well or not like they can't their lineup they just don't have enough good guys around him for him to be like okay to slump you know Mm -hmm. absolutely i got you hey i got you i understand (laughs) you know what i mean this is what happens sometimes right and hey look uh jenna it's very depressing talking to uh rockies fans (laughs) about the rockies sometimes because it just makes me sad uh but because hey look i love beating up teams but it's not like this is a team that i have an ill will towards they've got some fun guys on the team for sure um hopefully though it's it's been fun talking to you though for sure um hopefully the rockies can at least be fun again at least they can maybe i don't know make things a little bit more interesting but right now it's kind of the the padres this division outside of the dodgers and it's uh but still, it's been fun, and I hope that your uh, team does a little bit better. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> laughing as you say it. I thought for sure you were like about to sign off with, well, it's been really depressing talking to you. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. No, 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 no. And, hey, hopefully, <laughs> hey, hopefully you're, you're dead for nuggets. They've got game seven coming up uh, tomorrow when people are hearing tomorrow. this, or tonight when people are hearing this, whatever. Uh, maybe they can win it. Jamal Murray can uh, make you proud, make you happy to be a Denver fan again. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, he does all the time, but, but I mean, as far as the Rockies go, I think they're probably going to finish right where you and I predicted them to finish in our preview of the season. And my, I mean, like enjoy the ride, man. Like, I mean, you know, I'm from San Diego. So of course I watch a lot of Padres games as well, but I mean, enjoy the ride because it is really fun where you're at. Yeah. Believe me. I have, this is the most fun I've had watching a baseball team since, I don't know when I was younger, like Oh nine Yankees or something like that. Like I remember (laughs) that team and watching Nick Swisher pie people in the face. Like that was what I enjoyed growing up. Um, But yeah, uh, Jenna, it's been a blast talking to you. Like I said, hopefully the nuggets do better and hopefully the, the Rockies at least look like they might have fun playing a baseball game for once uh, in the near future. That'd be great. And yes, sir, with that final note and message there, everybody, that does it for my chat with Jenna Garcia of Locked On Rockies and many other things. Go follow her. She's got really cool stuff uh, everywhere on the old social medias and whatnot. Uh, her at is Vita Viva Diva. It's so hard for me to say that quickly, so I'm not going to say it quickly. I'll link it in the description below and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it was super fun talking to her and whatnot. It's been a while and, you know, I can't believe I'm saying it, but yeah, I kind of do hope that things go better for her team. I'm starting to feel a little bit bad. They look absolutely dreadful right now. Uh, With that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Locked on Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. 
Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever. Tomorrow, I got my episode coming up with Brett McGuire of Locked On Angels. A little crossover that we recorded this past weekend. Should be fun to kind of hear his perspective on the Angels. And most importantly, the big old Mike Trout albatross. Not even albatross. Big big elephant in the room, which is the Mike Trout conversation, which I think is an ever-persistent uh, conversation in baseball circles. And we really talked about that. Uh, I might split that up into two parts just because of the off day uh, today, and then that would give me an episode uh, for tomorrow and then Thursday maybe, but I'll have to see because I also really want to cover Mike Clevenger's first start, which is expected to be either Thursday or Friday, so depending on how that goes, we'll determine the schedule of it, but either way, guys, expect episodes for the rest of the week. You know, go uh, rate the show on iTunes. Also, if you guys would like, that'd be great. That'd make me happy and super happy and all that. Boost my ego through the roof. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friday Faithful homies, take care.